Today's episode of Menu Feed is brought to you by Bush's Best. Now you can offer fresh-made hummus with ease. Bush's Best Classic Hummus Made Easy works in any operation. To prepare, all you have to do is combine with one number 10 can of Bush's Best garbanzo or low-sodium garbanzo beans and blend to desired consistency. The result? Great hummus with no hassle. For more information, visit bushbeansfoodservice.com. Pat Kobe, Senior Editor of Restaurant Business and Food Service Director. In this episode of Menu Feed, we're going to talk about one of the hottest trends impacting menus today, plant-based and plant-forward eating. To start our conversation about plant-based and plant-forward eating, we're going to tap into some technomic research with Claire Agner, Manager of Syndicated Research for Technomic. Welcome, Claire. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. Sure. So when it comes to calling out vegetable-centric dishes on menus and labels, they have names ranging from vegan to vegetarian to plant-based. So what has Technomic found relating to consumer attitudes towards these terms? Yeah, we've actually found some very interesting tidbits, I, I think. Um, when we think about plant-based, vegetarian, vegan, those are almost the same thing. Obviously, vegan is a little bit more dietary restrictive than vegetarian plant-based, but vegetarian plant-based are almost synonymous. Um, but interesting, interestingly enough, 58% of consumers are likely to buy plant-based foods versus 49% who would buy vegetarian and 43% who would buy vegan. And additionally, consumers find vegan and vegetarian foods less tasty than plant-based foods. So for me, it, that's very interesting because they're all pretty similar, but mm -hmm. I think just vegan and vegetarian have been put into consumers' minds as something that's take, taking away from mm -hmm. a diet. So you can't have this, you can't have that. Whereas maybe plant-based, almost gives you something. You're getting more plants, you're getting more nutrients. Right. And along with the interest in protein, that's consumers' number one nutrient that they look for on menus. So plant-based still gives you that protein component as well. So I think those could be some interesting factors as to why consumers are embracing plant-based a little bit more than vegetarian and vegan. But we also see that across the menu which is very interesting how operators are approaching this situation. Mm -hmm. Do I call it vegan? Do I call it vegetarian? Um, but vegan and vegeta vegetarian are still trending on menus, but mm -hmm. we see that plant-based has skyrocketed about 300% growth year over year across the leading chains. And a lot of this is due to those plant-based proteins that are out. Um, Oftentimes, they'll label that plant-based versus vegan, mm -hmm. uh, which is pretty interesting. But we haven't seen a lot of that plant-based call-out since basically this year. It's a pretty new phenomenon. Interesting. So are, is anyone using plant-forward as a term, or is that something that we just think of? I you know? think that's something we just think of, and I actually prefer that term mm -hmm. as well because I think it gives you a little bit more flexibility in what you offer within plant-forward because 
plant forward could also potentially include meats, mm -hmm. but plant based is usually solely plants. Right. Um, but when looking that up, there really isn't a lot of plant forward call outs mm. yet. Um, so are there any specific trends related to the growth of plant-based mentions, like what kinds of foods are showing up? And, and you track all of this in technology. So within Ignite's menu tool, we can look up all the specific um, items that are growing in regards to vegetarian, vegan, plant-based. Um, I think in general, though, across formats, we're seeing a lot more veggie-centric entrees. So whereas cauliflower is the star, like a mm -hmm. cauliflower steak or eggplant as being the main dish. Um, but we're also seeing a lot more customization. So you have the option to make an item plant-based or vegan or vegetarian. Um, but as for specifics, we're seeing a lot more plant replacement or veggie replacement for grains and dairy. So mm -hmm. cauliflower rice is up about 69%. Zucchini noodles are big right now, growing 55%. Cauliflower in general is up. And then coconut butter and a lot of those alternative milks as well. Mm -hmm. But I think what the big craze is right now is the um, plant-based proteins and specifically imitation meat. So veggie burgers have grown 18% across leading chains in the past year, but I think the main driver of that is these plant-based patties. And just Beyond Burger alone is up 150% over the past year. And this is mostly at mid-scale limited service restaurants. Mm -hmm. And Impossible is up even more at about 300%, and that's mostly at casual dining. Um, Impossible had a little bit um, of a tougher time getting out there at the beginning, but now we're seeing that it's grown significantly. Right. Um, so it's interesting that those two kind of took off at the same time, but that's definitely where McDonald's and Burger King, all those big players are taking it on as those kind of go along with their concept a little bit more versus maybe the cauliflower rice or something like that. Right. Um, but even beyond the burger patties, there's the taco crumbles, mm -hmm. There's they're making meatballs out right. of it. I think Subway's doing a meatball sandwich and Famous Dave's is doing a barbecue taco mm -hmm. with the ground meat. So it's really interesting to see how some of those concepts are taking those brands on and incorporating it into how their brand works right. as well. And on the menu, are they actually calling it out by the brand name? They call it the Impossible Burger or the Beyond Burger or, or Beyond mm -hmm. Burger Meat? Or, yeah, typically it'll be brand-based. Um, you'll usually see a brand associated with it versus just a plant-based protein or, um, or anything along those lines. Cool. So what do consumers think about plant-based meats? Are they fans or, you know, have you gotten any feedback about what consumers are yeah. thinking? I think it, this whole phenomenon is pretty interesting because you see a whole wide range of people going to try it um, with KFC's chicken. I think it was Beyond Chicken. Mm -hmm. uh, they sold out in, I think, five hours when they right. tried that out. And I looked at the line of people and it was just all different types of people. Um, but when we're thinking about just taste in general among people who eat vegan or vegetarian foods at least once, or at least occasionally, um, it's about split. I think half of consumers 
are interested in it and they say that meat substitutes taste just as good as real meat mm-hmm. whereas the other half is a little bit more wary of it mm-hmm. um but 22 percent of consumers say that when ordering vegetarian or vegan dishes they typically order dishes with imitation meats mm. which i found interesting yeah because not that many places when you think of it have plant-based meats mm-hmm. so that is an actually pretty substantial number of yeah, consumers definitely. that are interested in that, and especially among younger consumers where it's 29%. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely interest in plant-based beef is kind of the bulk of that. That's where the major interest lies, and then mm-hmm. followed by seafood, which is interesting, mm-hmm. and chicken, and then lastly with pork. Right. Well, I don't think seafood and chicken products are as prevalent right now, exactly. so maybe that's why. Yeah. I know a lot of um, the college chefs are playing around with hearts of palm and jackfruit and mm-hmm. making, you know, like substitutes for pork with that or for seafood yeah. with the hearts of palm. So yeah. 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 And that's a very interesting mm-hmm. um, discovery as well. I know a lot of independent restaurants do that a little bit more mm-hmm. because I think they want to stick to the homemade um examples of of plant-based versus Mm -hmm. taking on some of that those branded items um but i mean i know when i I was vegan for a little while and i would eat morning star chicken patties i don't know that they necessarily taste like chicken but they were tasty so i bought them but yeah yeah, you're right there aren't as many chicken um substitute chicken out there Mm -hmm. at operators as maybe there are in retail but I'm sure there will be soon. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so only 27% of consumers who eat vegetarian or vegan foods say that restaurants are doing a good job of offering options. You know, and they often taste is pulled out as, you know, something that is missing from these right. foods. So how can restaurants do a better job with these? Yeah, and I think, I think to your point, for a long time, operators were just trying to appease diet or health conscious consumers by maybe putting a salad on the menu mm-hmm. with a sad piece of tomato and <laughs> some wilted lettuce. But right. I think increasingly, and especially over the last couple of years, operators are starting to notice that consumers want healthier options. So in fact, 40% of consumers say that healthy options at restaurants are tasting better than they did two years ago. So the percentage of people um, that are happy with the um, healthy options out there is still pretty low, but there's they're doing better. The operators mm-hmm. are getting better. And I think we can thank a lot of those fast casuals that are embracing the health trends as well as some of those independent restaurants as well. Um, but for the average consumer or for the average operator, I think it's important that they put just as much effort and innovation into their plant-based options and veggie forward options Mm -hmm. as their meat-centric dishes. Mm -hmm. Um, People who go out and get a salad want it to taste just as good as people who go out and get a burger. So um, I think operators can look to those fast casuals that are really innovating in that space Mm -hmm. to get some ideas on maybe some innovative sauces or interesting toppings to put on salads Mm -hmm. and go from there and get creative. Or even look at, you know, some of the ethnic cuisines, because a lot oh, yeah. of them are really veggie-centric. And Absolutely. And they have a lot of flavor. And I think they are. I certainly, yeah. I mean, we obviously see a big growth in ethnic cuisine across all types of um, operators. So I certainly think that that's a great way to look at it as mm-hmm. well. 
So does that mean that meat is slowly disappearing from menus or are there always going to be carnivores who are craving meat? <laughs> There's definitely always going to be carnivores. Meat is not going anywhere. Um, I definitely think there's going to be a little bit of a balancing act that's going to happen. Um, we, we've seen some, some stagnant growth with, um, among meat-based proteins and also some declines across meat-based proteins. But in general, consumers still eat meat. In fact, most consumers don't have a specific diet or any meat-limiting or dairy-limiting diet. So... Mm -hmm. When we think even of diet-specific consumers, most of those also just limit their meats, but they mm -hmm. still consume meat. So I think it's just about offering items that appeal to both. You know, you have right. to have your good salads and grain bowls and then also your burgers and chicken. And um, But I think the key is, is balance. Right. I mean, one consumer might want to go out one night and get a salad at a restaurant and the next night go to the same restaurant, <laughs> but get the loaded nachos, right. you know? So I think it's just being able to have options. Right. Well, I think there are a lot more flexitarians too. So they right. might want to eat veggie one day and have meat the next. And Exactly. Yeah. I, mean, I would probably consider myself flexitarian oh, as well. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, when they, they know about that term, probably would consider themselves mm -hmm. that too, where they try and do more of a plant-based, but also like to eat meat. Right. So it's it's definitely consumers just want that balance. They don't want to just get rid of meat mm -hmm. or just eat veggies or just eat meat. So um, I think operators are going to try and balance out their menus where they have options for both. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, thank you so much, Claire. I appreciate Absolutely. your input. And now we're going to hear from Vanessa Willis from Protein Bar to see what her customers are looking for. Thanks again. Thank you, Pat. I'm sitting down with Vanessa Willis, the Senior Culinary Operations Manager at Protein Bar and Kitchen based in Chicago. Welcome, Vanessa. Thank you for having me, Pat. Sure. So, you know, we've seen a lot of chains and independents jumping on the plant forward trend, including yeah. McDonald's, which just you know, introduced their PLT yes. last week. Yes. So Agreed. that's pretty crazy. <laughs> um, but, you know, what are you doing at Protein Bar and Kitchen? What is your mission as far as plant-based eating goes? Well, I mean, Pat, we've been doing plant-based proteins for 10 plus years now. So it's like welcome everybody else to the party, right? Right. Um, we've been so plant-forward that we actually like, like plaster it on all of our walls in the in the restaurants so um yeah like we've we've been plant-based for since the beginning yeah it's kind of wonderful so do you have a certain mission in creating you know plant forward or plant-based items um i mean we we feel that i mean protein bars for everybody mm -hmm. right whether mm -hmm. you're doing keto or whatever your lifestyle is whole 30 um so Finding a plant-based product is really important for us, whether it's our plant-based protein powders or our tofu or coming up with new seasonal menu items. Mm -hmm. So I know that you try to put walnuts on you know, the menu as, yeah. as a plant-based protein, and yeah. it was done with breakfast originally or with something? We were testing. Uh, we've been working on a, a walnut-based chorizo uh -huh. um, that we are looking at exploring for a breakfast option. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's something coming up. Um, but we've also been working with Beyond Meat 
mm-hmm. a couple other options, and that's taken us quite some time to get it right. Right. Because um, we want to go out and do it, you know, like the quality is super important for us, mm-hmm. and it needs to meet our dietary and our strict guidelines. Right. So um, Beyond is definitely the, the partner that we see for the future. Well, since you don't serve like burgers or, you know, sausage mm-hmm. patties or those kind of things, yeah. so is it mostly the Beyond Meat will be used like in bowls and in salads and things like that, yeah. crumbled up? Um, so not in a crumble. Um, mm-hmm. We've actually are working on developing a, or we've developed a Beyond Meat um, beef meatball. Oh, cool. Um, and we've also started testing a Beyond Meat-based chili. Hmm. Cool. So in two different forms. Yeah. So we're really excited about it. Yeah, that'll be great for the winter. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so are are your customers asking for some of these plant-based meats that are so popular now, or is this something that you feel is a trend and you need to jump on it? Um, I don't feel that it's necessarily something that our customers have been pushing for us because we've filled the void for some time. Um, but like I said, like filling that flexitarian role. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, a vegan doesn't want their chili to taste like meat, or they doesn't want their their tofu to taste like meat, or their substitute. Um, but someone that's more like you or I, who consume meats on a regular basis, or the general population, mm-hmm. um, having something like a Beyond product definitely fills that um, and allows them to feel good about their choices. Right. So how about grains? I know that you use a lot of quinoa, which is high in protein. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen other grains coming up in popularity, like mm-hmm. millet and farro and things like that. So. Yeah, so our quinoa is actually a blend of five different grains. Oh. Um, so it's millet, flax seeds, um, amaranth, and then two types of quinoa. Oh, so that's, that must have a pretty good protein profile. Uh, yes, it does. So it's um, rich in lots of uh, minerals, very high in protein, and then um, the antioxidant level within it. So it's great. Right. Plus, you have the natural fats and amino acids in the flax seeds. Mm. So that helps out balancing the overall um, right. green dish. So, yeah, that's great. You know, and of course, taste is important too. So Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Flavor is number one. Right. So, you know, how do you, you know, pump up the flavor of, you know, things that aren't flavor, you know, too flavor-centric to begin with? Yeah. Um, well, most of our things are pretty neutral, so that way we can cross-utilize them um, in different flavor profiles in the menu. But something that we do is we fortify our products with protein. So we launched rice cauliflower not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're very proud of our rice cauliflower because our rice cauliflower per serving has the same amount of protein as our quinoa. Oh. And we've done that by adding hemp seeds and protein powder, like um, nutritional yeast mm-hmm. and chia seeds and things like that. Oh, so interesting. we're able to get that same amount of nutritional benefit from a vegetable, which is mm-hmm. really fun. And I know that you do a lot of uh, seasonal menu items. So what are you looking at right now that we're in the middle of fall and, and winter can't be far behind in Chicago anyway? Right. So, so what, is, uh, what are some of the you know, seasonal ingredients you're using like in terms of produce? Um, so we just launched our fall menu um, two weeks ago. And we introduced our harvest salad. 
uh, Focus Mania and Dark Greens. And um, a seasonal produce item that we've included in that salad is an organic rainbow carrot that we mm. are shaving and putting in there. So you get that jewel tone color. Um, also like dried cranberries. Um, we also have our, our protein bowl that rotates seasonally mm-hmm. and it focuses on the um, seasonality of produce during that time of the year. Um, and right now it's featured with uh, butternut squash and cauliflower. Mm-hmm. Now if we see something happen with cauliflower like we did last year, um, we'll change it out. So last year, halfway through the that menu rollout, we had to change it to Brussels sprouts because cauliflower became out of season too quickly and things turned for the worse. Crops oh. were coming in badly. Oh. Um, so we made that change almost within two weeks. So things like that, that we work mm-hmm. with our produce suppliers to you know, kind of see the insight and forecast what's going to mm-hmm. happen. That sounds really smart. Yeah. So... Um, now, you also include chicken and seafood on your mm-hmm. menu. So, I mean, obviously, not everyone who comes in wants plant-based proteins. Correct. So, is that going to continue? And what are some of the chicken and seafood options that you offer? Yeah, so um, as far as chicken goes, we offer an antibiotic-free or never-ever product um, that is cooked, and we season it in-house. Um, we also offer a steak that we grill as a dead and a medium rare state um, and salmon hmm. and like I mentioned earlier we have a tofu that we actually sourced locally here in Chicago um, so we feature Jenny's tofu it's an organic tofu oh. and then we have a seasonal falafel so this season it's a sweet potato oh yeah I love the sweet pea one <laughs> that's a great one so as far as global and regional cuisines go, mm-hmm. are you exploring some of those? I know you always have some kind of ethnic, you know, seasoning or spice on some of your items. Yeah. But are there certain cuisines that you're actually exploring right now? Um, so currently on our menu, we range everywhere from like regional American, right? Like our buffalo bowl mm-hmm. um, or the... Uh, our healthy club salad, which is kind of like a spin on like a BLT or, you know, it's avocado based. Uh, we also focus on like other regions um, being like Italian or Mediterranean. Uh, we have everything from Thai to Korean and our most popular, like our Latin region. So mm-hmm. um, we're definitely always open and like looking for different flavors and seeing like where the trends go. Um, the most recent that we added was our our Thai curry bowl, which features the salmon, um, and it's doing really well. So it's always fun to explore our culinary, you know, right? like versatility that's out there. So what's happening with breakfast at Protein Bar and Kitchen? I know that's a popular day part also for you. Yes, very much so. Um, we launched a full new menu rollout a few years ago. Um, it's been widely successful for us. And it's about that time now that we started, like, relooking or, like, kind of going back into the breakfast world and to see like what our options are. Definitely our focus will be on portability in smaller portions mm-hmm. for our breakfast. So um, that's kind of where we're looking at, and um, we'll probably be testing a new breakfast menu very soon. Oh, I'll look forward to that. Please. I really like the oatmeal that you did. Yeah, the apple cinnamon yeah. with the um, mm-hmm. walnuts on it. It's delicious. 
So are you addressing the various diet demands you mentioned, Whole30 and keto and paleo? Are there other things that uh, customers are coming in and requesting? Um, the I think the most popular, like people are asking for like no sugar added items or mm -hmm. they want to know the ingredients, which is great for us because we have um, like a vast amount of clarity around that. If you want to know what's in something, we're more than happy to tell you. Mm -hmm. um, we have tablets in our restaurants that allow the customers to see every ingredient uh, down to like salt and seasoning. So that it's very open for anybody. Mm -hmm. uh, and the great thing is our team members are very knowledgeable with a lot of our menu items or different diets and help guide that customer on how to customize something for their specific needs. Oh, so um, definitely paying attention to Whole30, making sure that um, ingredients that we bring in, if we want to help someone stay on the Whole30 diet, that and like we we source ingredients based off of that, mm -hmm. so there's no you know, oops, there you <laughs> accidentally ate rice today, um, and then following keto, so I myself follow um, mainly a keto based diet, mm -hmm. so we have different hacks on our website or on social media that we'll tell our customers or put out there be like if you want to do keto here's here's something how to make this bowl keto, uh, so we definitely help and explore those options with the customers. Yeah, that's really helpful. Yeah. So without revealing any secrets, um, what are some of the menu development trends that you're following into 2020? So um, we actually are doing it a little bit sooner than 2020 <laughs> in the fact that we've already started testing things over at our 120 South Riverside Plaza location mm -hmm. um, where we have started working on the Beyond Meat project. Um, where it's featured in the meatballs that I mm -hmm. mentioned earlier. Right. Uh, and it's been something that we've been working on for some time in trying to find the right product. Um, we've tested so many different plant-based proteins that are out there, from Impossible to um, Light Life, um, even some smaller, you know, non-commercialized products. Mm -hmm. And we really felt that Beyond is the best based off of the clean label, um, its complete supply chain, and the ability for them to actually like send it to us in bulk, which is amazing. Right. Um, so yeah, like 2020 is going to be very plant-based forward for us. Um, we actually brought back a product or a menu item that was in the vault um, from when Protein Bar started a little over 10 years ago now mm. um, called the Healthy Parm. So that is featured, um, or that is featuring the meatballs. Oh. Um, so it's a quinoa-based warm bowl with spinach and the meatballs. And we're making a, a marinara sauce in-house that we fortify with ghee mm. um, to bring out like the sweetness. Mm. And it has our, our nut-free pesto and Parmesan cheese. It's delicious. Mm. So that's part of what's going to happen in 2020. Also with the um, the veggie chili. So we swapped out our veggie chili recently and testing that with the Beyond Meat product. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely where we're going. Uh -huh. um, and our, our protein bowl will change seasonally as it has over the last year. Mm -hmm. um, and like I mentioned, we 
be working on some breakfast options. Um, functionality around beverages is also going to be something that we focus on. So functional coffees, uh, shakes to where everyone can see the nutritional benefits of those. Mm -hmm. Are allergies still an issue? Like I know you have some gluten-free options and with yeah. all the quinoa that you do and the vegetables, but are, are consumers still asking for gluten-free? They absolutely are. Mm -hmm. um, we try to make everything gluten-free or at least gluten-free possible. Mm -hmm. So with our menu, the way it's set up, we only have one uh, bowl that cannot be made gluten-free. Oh, that's amazing. And that's because it has the Korean sauce in it and the gojuan paste, unfortunately, has toasted wheat in it. Mm. Um, so that's something we can't take out because mm -hmm. that sauce is what creates that bowl. Right. Um, yeah. So just we don't have a wrap. Um, that's gluten-free at the moment, but um, we have one for catering, which is nice. So mm -hmm. our catering customers can get the gluten-free wrap. Huh? Uh, but yeah, all of our salads and bowls, with that one exception, are able to be made gluten-free. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Vanessa. This has been really fun. And um, again, I'm speaking with Vanessa Willis of Protein Bar and Kitchen. Thank you. Thank you. This episode of Menu Feed is brought to you by Bush's Best. With the incredible variety of Bush's Best bean products, they've got you covered with everything from loaded fries to hummus, chili to burritos, succotash to stews. The power of beans is truly incredible in nutrition, versatility, and possibility. Plus, each of these recipes has been carefully crafted to make sure they always attract and they always amaze. For more information, please visit bushbeansfoodservice.com.